Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dino from Chicago. You're listening to Jay Scott on the Hook Rock. Don't turn it off or I'll come and stab you. It's another day in the neighborhood. What's going on? Welcome to the Hook Rocks. I'm Jay Scott. Hope you're getting ready for Friday, for Friday. It's the weekend. New Music Friday is upon us. Most of the songs come out tonight, depending on where you're at. East Coast, Midnight, Central States, 11, Mountain States, 10, and Pacific States at 9. So I don't know if it's, you know, where the UK is, if the UK's heard some new stuff already or what, but exciting every Friday, especially this year with all the new great music that has been put out and released. And don't forget, coming up in a little less than a month, we're going to have our third edition of the top albums of 2021, myself and my Partner in crime on these episodes, friend of the show, Chris Corradetti. We're going to be reviewing July, August, and September and getting all primed and prepped for the last three months of the year. Can't believe that Christmas is like a little over four months away. No, like a little over three months away, actually, right? Yeah, Jesus, that's crazy. Time has just absolutely flown past year you know now that we're kind of getting back to normal it's still hard to gauge time as i mentioned in the interview tonight with mr frank hannon from tesla got a great conversation coming up for you we are part of the pantheon podcast network great family of music podcasts that you need to check out check out pantheonpodcast.com and you can see all the options i guarantee 
There's something for everyone, something that'll interest everyone. It's a great platform, great family to be a part of. And I've had a lot of some of the guests on there. I need to have more. So I look forward to doing that and uh, got some ideas in my mind that uh, I want to try to execute in terms of some of the other guests that I don't normally have on through Pantheon. So look for that. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on every and all podcast platform, wherever you listen, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, iHeart, Pandora, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. You can check out all the old and the new Hook Rocks podcast. Don't forget to check out some of the most recent podcasts like The Dead Dead's New Music Spotlight with Meta Dead. They've got an album coming out tomorrow, a killer album. I'll have a review for that over the weekend. John Karabi with his new solo, Cosabella. We just had our legacy show with Ronnie James Dio. With my friend from Chicago, Nino, was a great episode. Great feedback on that episode. It's just been wonderful to see everyone's comments on that. The Iron Maiden Senjutsu album review has also received quite a bit of feedback. So always grateful and thankful for all of you who are listening. Please write us a review on any platform. Tell us and tell everybody what you think of the podcast, our interviews, our discussions, all that good stuff. Don't forget to download all new episodes. You can set up your app on your phone that every time a new Hook Rocks podcast episode airs, it drops right into your phone and is primed and ready for you to listen either on the way home from work, while you're on the train or on the highway, stuck in traffic, while you're waiting for your wife to get ready to go out for dinner, while you're waiting for your kids to come out of school, whatever, you can listen to the Hook Rocks and enjoy our conversations. Let's take care of some business with a word from our sponsor, and then we will welcome in Mr. Frank Hannon, guitar player from Tesla. Got lots to talk about with him. Once again, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us. Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. Let's have a good time, baby. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and a fraction of the cost. Cha-ching! Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED, erectile dysfunction. It's probably the most important thing in any relationship. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet, Package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you 
to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chews, Sildenafil, and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chews tablets are made in the USA, America, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special deal for the Hook Rocks podcast listener. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code MILKSHAKE at checkout. Just paying $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code MILKSHAKE to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Hook Rocks podcast. My next guest is a repeat offender here on the Hook Rocks. We had him last year during, gosh, maybe the fall of 2020, maybe the spring. God, you know, it's so hard to keep track of time because of COVID, because nobody was doing anything, you weren't doing anything, and you don't have those time markers like birthday parties, vacations, whatever, concerts, to kind of let you know where you're at in your history of yourself when you look back. So at some point in 2020, we had our next guest on, and that is Mr. Frank Hannon from Tesla. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, I'm fantastic. And uh, yeah, time has been uh, pretty crazy the past couple of years. Um, it's been a big like time warp, right? Like uh, Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. And, you know, it just seems like it's one thing after another. Like, you know, like every time we feel like we're making progress, we take steps back. The good thing is, though, I've been to about six concerts so far this year. You guys are playing live again. It is that that in itself is cause for celebration. Yeah, the world is trying desperately to get back uh, to normal, especially the music world and, you know, the audiences, people and the bands. And, you know, Tesla was scheduled to go out in August. And, you know, we have been very lucky for the past year and a half of avoiding COVID and uh, ourselves getting infected with it. But right at the last minute, we were getting ready to hit the road and whammo, we all got it. And uh, it was a month of hell for us, uh, you know, uh, but we have fully recovered and thank God for that. Um, But you know, the world and the people have to come together to fight this thing. Um, I have a whole new outlook on how to behave with masks and being vaccinated. You know, I want to encourage everyone to really listen to your doctor and try, let's try to get a handle on this thing so we can get back to normal. Yeah, that's the most important you know thing is, you know, tune out all the, the nonsense you read on the Internet or the nonsense you hear on TV what does your doctor think you should do? You know, I mean, and yes, you know, there are doctors out there that shouldn't be practicing medicine, but the majority of them, the vast majority of them are looking out for you and are looking out for your own personal health. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you step on a nail, I guarantee you, you're going to probably go get a tetanus shot. So, and you know, this is a controversial subject and I don't want to get on it too much, but you know, the mask, you know, if it even if it cuts your risk down of spreading it or getting it, let's just say fifty percent. 
hey, you know what? That 50% is freaking pretty big. So why don't you just give it a shot? Because even 50% is better than no percent. You know what I mean? Exactly. I agree 100%. And people are dying from this shit. Let's get real. And that's the name of our Tesla tour. So let's switch over to that subject. Let's well, get real is the new Tesla tour. We're freaking ready to rock. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've heard you say and read that you, you've said is about having that energy, that synergy you have with the live, with a live show and having a crowd in concert, watching you guys and feeding off each other's energy. Now that you're back to touring and you have that again, how did you compensate for that loss of energy during that downtime? Well, like I said, man, I was pretty busy during the downtime, and I was very lucky during the downtime to not have catch the COVID. Uh, I did a show in Dallas, Texas at the Dallas Guitar Festival. It was a live concert. Um, you know, I did a lot of studio time. I produced three albums. Uh, JT Lux is a young artist that I produced. Uh, that's J-T-L-O-U-X, if you want to check him out. Uh, produced a full album for him in the studio. Uh, produced a full album for a band called Red Voodoo. Um, they're like Love a those Sammy, guys. Hagar, Sammy Hagar influenced rock and roll teenage band. You do. All right. Well, that's cool. We'll get them on your show, man. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, so I stayed busy in the studio and uh, we did a couple little Zoom uh, recording video things, but Nothing beats the feeling of the air moving from a loud concert, from a person on a stage, and you're sharing that vibration of the air that's, you know, live, of a live experience. And uh, there's an electricity that happens there, you know? I had the pleasure so, of seeing uh, uh, Sammy Hagar about a month and a half ago. And you're right, man. You, you, you haven't gone to a rock show in so long, and you're sitting there, you know, and Sammy comes out, whoever, you know, whoever is, you know, who's listening, we've all experienced our concert, our return to concerts this year. And it's just, it's so exhilarating to feel that again, to have that moment again, you know, when you're, when you're out and you're listening to tunes and the, and the person on stage is just rocking out, you're having a good time. There's nothing like it. No. And here's, here's an experience that I had, um, you know, you can see, Aerosmith on M not on MTV, but on YouTube or videos and you can, there's, you know, but when you're standing there waiting for that show to begin and you see Steven Tyler's microphone on that stage with those scarves on there and you know that in five minutes, the one and only Steven Tyler is going to be in the same room with you. <laughs> that's just a magical feeling of knowing that that's going to happen. There's nothing like it. You've got a new song to coincide with the tour, Cold Blue Steel, it's out everywhere. You can stream it. You can download it. I love it because, for me, it sounds like it's it, it could have very well ended up on great radio controversy, just the vibe and the feel of the song. And it just it took me back to that time. It's a great tune. It's a very, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's a political song, but it's a reality song. And, and it's a, it's a really cool vibe with the song, really cool melody. Love the song. How did that all come about? Oh, well, thanks for, for recognizing that it's not a political song or a, a song that takes sides. Um, because some fans 
were confused about that because they're not hearing all the lyrics. They're only hearing parts of them. Um, it is a reality song, kind of like what Modern Day Cowboy was for us when we wrote that in 1986. We were singing about foreign lands and terrorist demands and the USSA and the USSR, you know, and USA, USSR, current event. Um, but we don't like to take a political stance. So the song developed over time. Me and JK worked on it for about a month. And it started off, he was rocking out to Leonard Skinner in his truck, uh, Saturday Night Special. And I was rocking out to like a Jimi Hendrix-style rhythm guitar. And we decided to put those ideas together. And it started off like if you listen to the last verse, he says, just like Ronnie, I do agree, jump him to the bottom of the sea. That's just a little fun nod to Ronnie Van Zant uh, and Saturday Night Special. So as the song grew and we developed it, I said, hey, if we're going to write a song that could potentially be uh, controversial, we got to be very uh, unbiased about it. So the song is actually about people and the intentions of people, their evil intentions. Like the first verse says, you know, sick and unhappy behind a smile. You give them an inch, they take a mile. That's about a person who's going to do some bad things. You know what I mean? Whether they're a cop or whether they're a thug or whether they're a politician, it don't matter. Preacher. It's the person's intentions. And that's what the song is truly about. It's not about guns. It's about that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's about the psyche of the individual. The individual determines what reality is for that person and the people around them. The gun doesn't pull its own trigger. And the the airplane doesn't crash into the Twin Towers on its own, you know. So that's, you know, and that, that sounds like a heavy statement. But that's really the problem, unfortunately, is, uh, you know, there's people that are that need help and, and the world needs help. And we're just trying to uh, to to ask the question, what's to blame? And hopefully people can come up with a solution. When you're writing a song like that, is it hard for you guys to find that middle lane, you know, with, with everything being so polarizing these days? It is, and it was risky, and we knew that it might be risky a little bit, but it's not really hard when, you you know, you're just in a creative mode. And, you know, JK and myself, we just got into a creative mode, and we, uh, we just rolled with it and had fun. Um, and... Our mission has always been to try to make people feel good with our music, even if it's a heavy subject like that. We try to 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 create some sort of uh, a solution. So you know, in this one, it's like let's get real. What's the blame? Let's get real, everybody. Let's you know try to think of a solution. Kind of like hang tough, you know, or or songs that we've written in the past that are like you know trying to uplift people. Really, that's a that's our goal. When you're writing a song now, and you guys have been together for 30-plus years, how has that evolved in terms, of, in terms of the creative process? Is it roughly the same as it was when you guys were doing your debut album? Where is that in terms of your creativity with, with working with JK or other members of the band? It's come full circle, and we have, we've tried every which way but loose writing and recording and doing things. Uh, over 40 years now, um, it usually starts with myself and JK 
toying around with guitar and vocals, you know, because we're a guitar-based band. Um, but Brian Wheat is a guitar player, too, even though he plays bass. He plays guitar and piano, and we'll experiment. And the way a good song or a great song usually comes, no matter whether it's us or Willie Nelson or whoever it is, you'll be strumming on a guitar and you'll stumble on something, usually by accident. You'll play a couple notes together that make you that make you feel a certain way that you might be feeling at the time. Like, for example, what you give, when I played that acoustic beginning, I was feeling really down and kind of melancholy at the time, and I just started picking those notes, and it reflected the mood I was in. And I recognized that, and a good songwriter will be able to recognize when that accident happens and ha- hopefully record it and have a way of, of remembering it by pressing record on a ghetto blaster or whatever it is. So that's usually where it starts. And then you get together with the singer and he feels it the same way. And then they, you know, and then it just kind of manifests. And sometimes it'll happen in 30 minutes. Sometimes you'll spend a year listening to something and going, man, this still isn't really completed yet. You know what I mean? Was the tone of the music you were writing, you know, as it was after or during, you know, the pandemic, did you find that your tone or your mood was really affecting how Tesla sounded? Uh, you know, well, we haven't really written any songs together, really, until we came up with Cold Blue Steel. Um, so, we, you know, during the the, the pandemic, uh, Tesla didn't really get together very much. And that's okay. We needed a break, dude. I mean, when we got back together in 2020, 2000, it's been 20 years uh, until the pandemic hit. We freaking made Into the Now. We made Twisted Wires. We made Forevermore. We made Simplicity. We made Shock. We made a bunch of albums and worked our butts off. So we we needed to take a break. And we did uh, with the pandemic. And so now we're just getting started writing songs again. And Cold Blue Steel is the first one. And it was fun. I think we captured lightning in a bottle with that. And that's the idea. We're going to do that on the road now. And uh, record on the road again and uh, try to capture it. It's an interesting subject when when you talk about getting back together in 2000 and basically just keeping it going for 20 years after you guys you know went apart for a bit and you know coming back and then also you know releasing all this material for a lot of artists I've talked to it was a chance for them to take a a break and, and get a breath in because you know the music business has changed so much where you're so reliant on touring to bring in revenue where you don't really get that chance to take a break like you used to. Right, right. Well, we didn't used to take a break, and that was a problem in the beginning. Uh, From 86 to 96, we never took one break. We just constantly bounced from one tour to the next. We made all those albums, you know, Mechanical Resonance, Radio Controversy, Acoustic Jam, Psychotic Supper, bam, 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 bam. Until finally, you know, Last Action Hero, I think, was the last thing we did, and it exploded. Um, we never were taught to take breaks and it isn't until now that we really appreciate, Hey man, we need to take a freaking break. (laughs) You know, I think even God took a break on the seventh day. Isn't that right? I think that's how the story goes. Yeah. Yeah. So taking a break is important. And, uh, now we're finally starting to figure that out. And you're on tour now with Leonard Skinner. How did that come about? I mean, obviously they, they influenced you guys in so many, so many ways, 
you know, you guys, they did the, uh, or you do a cover of one of their songs on Reel to Reel, I believe. And, uh, you know, what's it like opening for a legendary band like that? Leonard Skinner, we've been friends with since the 90s. We opened for them on their last Rebel reunion tour. Um, and we're obviously big inspirations to us. And ironically, when we wrote Cold Blue Steel, it was influenced by Leonard Skinner. We had no idea that these dates were going to pop up. And we got the phone call. Um, so that was just kind of like the universe working. And uh, we're friends with Johnny Van Zant and Gary Rosington, Ricky Medlock. We're friends with all them guys. And, you know, Leon, when he was alive, man, he was always really cool to us, Billy Powell. Uh, so that's a great thing. And, you know, we have opened for so many. I think we built our career on opening for so many legendary artists, paying our dues. Uh, we started off as an opening act for David Lee Ross. We went to Alice Cooper for six months. We opened for De- uh, Def Leppard on the Hysteria tour in the round for over a year. We went to Europe with them. Uh, we've been able to open for uh, Santana once. We opened for Matchbox 20. Because we have the acoustic side of our music, we can kind of be versatile. But uh, we've opened, have been an opening act and I personally love being an opening act because you get to tour with your heroes and you get to uh, enjoy their show after you're done playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. I remember being at that David Lee Roth tour, seeing you guys for the first time. I think it was at Alpine Valley in East Troy, Wisconsin. It was just a fantastic show. We had a lot of memories at Alpine Valley, and uh, we were just talking about that the other night because uh, something was going on about Stevie Ray Vaughan or something, but... Alpine Valley, we did a few Monsters of Rock shows there uh, with Motley Crue on a Dr. Feelgood tour. Uh, Joe Satriani, we did a show with there. Great times in the Midwest and Milwaukee and Alpine Valley. The Summerfest of 87. We paid our dues all through that whole area of the country. So, um, love it. Yeah, I think that was the Stars and Guitars Tour, if I remember correctly, with Motley Crue, you guys. It was Joe, so Joe Satriani was on that tour, too, I think, as well. So many memories. Yeah. They, they don't do enough shows at, at Alpine Valley anymore. That's the disappointing thing. Well, who knows? Is it from the COVID or what? Maybe they'll reopen it now. No, it's been like that for like the last decade. They just don't. They do maybe like a handful a year. Not like it used to be when I was growing up and younger. I saw so many bands come through there because it's about an hour drive from the Chicago area. And you tailgate all day. You get there at like 11 o'clock in the morning. You have your grill. You throw in the Frisbee around and everything. It was a great time. It was a blast. And they just don't do it. I don't know why. Lots of great memories. I don't know why either, but I would guess maybe they have different owners now. And maybe those, because now the gig in Chicago is what, that world place uh, down there by the river, uh, by the lake. Uh, There's a lot of yeah. other venues. There's other venues that are, you know, got different promoters. And, you know, I don't know why, but it's maybe Live Nation or who knows. I don't know. You've been keeping yourself busy, though, outside of Tesla with the bands that you just mentioned. I know last time we talked, we did talk about Red Voodoo. I love those guys. It's a, a young group of, of rock and rollers that have so much energy. And you actually talked about. Last time we, we, we discussed them by having them on your property and working with them and, you know, you know, creating a work ethic for those guys. How is that going with that, Ben? I know they've released some material. What's, you know, how are you helping them and guiding them? Well, I, you know, during the pandemic, um, 
we were at that stage of what we were doing because we were recording and writing the album. And so I was trading them studio time uh, for, you know, helping me work around the ranch. Now they're into a stage of playing live and doing shows. And, uh, you know, I manage them. I manage three artists. I manage Red Voodoo, JT Lux, and Austin Moe. Those are my three young artists that are like in the age group of 20 years old. They're super talented. And uh, I just try to coach them and guide them and help them make decisions. Um, right now, Red Voodoo is in the live concert mode. So they're not working on the ranch anymore. They're they're playing gigs. And uh, I'm trying to help them get some gigs on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Uh, JT Lux, the same thing, um, guiding his career a little bit. you know. And that's what happens when you get old and you've been doing this for 40 years. You can try to help them not make the same mistakes that I did. Well, you talked candidly about you know your your relationship with Ronnie Montrose when you were younger and how he mentored you. Is that yeah? Is this your way of kind of like paying it forward with these with these artists? Yeah, I guess so. You know, um, every young athlete, you know, Mike Tyson, he wouldn't have gotten anywhere without Custom Auto. You know, um, we all need mentors. Uh, my wife and I, we do cutting horses, and we have a mentor in Bill Riddle. You know. Um, you, you gotta have a mentor in life and, uh, it's, it's just fun. It's fun to, and rewarding. You know, I've worked with a lot of kids and a lot of young artists and guitar players and musicians, and a lot of them have come and gone because of, you know, character defects or whatever. But these kids that I'm working with now, they have, you know, they have to prove themselves on the ranch. And once they do that, then, <laughs> you know, you can see who's got the character. It takes a lot of strength and character to survive in music business, you know? So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very rewarding to uh, to watch these kids develop. And it's got to be interesting for you, you know, starting in the music business in the 80s where things were so different than they are now. And for you to be able to navigate with Tesla, you know, being able to roll with the punches and roll with the changes, you know, and then also to pass that knowledge down to a younger artist, that has to be an, an interesting perspective for you. Because you guys are learning it too, at some like just they're like just like they're learning it at the same time. Because things are ever evolving in the music business. Well, yeah, it's completely changed. I mean, you know, it's all on the cell phone now, and the internet, and the social media, and uh, you know, we're not relying on record stores and radio stations and vinyl albums anymore. So the product is different, but the the philosophy and the work ethic is all the same. I mean, you still have to write a great song. You still have to record that song and create a video and, you know, invent your image and invent your sound. So there's all of that is the same. It's just the product is a little different. You know, it's not as much of a physical product anymore. And playing live is the same. So, you know, it's a learning curve. You know, I'm learning how to use, Instagram now a little bit more than, than, you know, I used to. <laughs> well, you even see it now with Tesla, you know, releasing their new single. It's just a single. It's not, you know, on an album. It's not, you know, you know, like it used to be. So it's more single oriented. It's almost like it's gone back to like the fifties when the old 45s would come out and you'd have one song on one side and another song on the other. It's very singles oriented, similar to that. And that's a, a different take, too, as well. Do you it is, you know, but it's cool because the problem is, is when the big business part of 
the record industry happened in the 80s and 90s, there was pressure to deliver an album by a certain date. So you put pressure on trying to write quality songs, and some of those songs are going to suffer. This is why you would hear an album, maybe one or two songs were great, and the rest of it was filler. And Tesla's motto has always been all killer, no filler. So, you know, the way we're doing it now, we can write a song and capture it and save it and put it on an album at the end of the year. There's not that deadline of, like, you know, sacrificing the quality. So we're looking forward to that. And, you know, honestly, the early Beatles albums were all done as singles, and then they would put them together, like, on Help or whatever, you know? Do you feel the relationship with music in terms of how we absorb it has changed because everything's gone digital versus physical? Yes, I think that there's not such, there's no more anticipation or there's a lot less appreciation in a sense of it's so instant that there's no standing in line at the record store waiting for the new Van Halen. You know what I mean? That's like we used to when we were kids, you know, and so like, when we were kids, you would love a band and a song more longer, you know, whereas now it's so quick and over so fast, unfortunately. And so that's the only negative thing I would say about yeah. the way things are. You know, I see the relationship my son has with music. He's 16 and how it differs from my relationship. And, and he's actually started now to buy the physical copies of the music, you know, and, and he's even said to me that, you know, he feels stronger about a band that he has a CD with, you know, versus just clicking and downloading it. You know, it's like, it's more of that, you know, you're you're able to touch it, right. You're able to see it and touch it and have that tangible piece in your hand, which is really interesting. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great that he's feeling that. And that's what we felt. And uh, so that, you know, those senses are still there. I mean, we're all still people and the kids are, the kids are, are into it. And the ones that discover vinyl albums really love it. It's, you know, and I think it's just trends and, you know, people will, will go back to that, that feeling because it feels good, man. It, it's, it's, it's like collecting a piece of art, you know? Absolutely. What's next for you guys? You guys have the new single that's just come out. Is there plans for an album or what, where are you guys at with that? Uh, Tesla is going to be hitting the road. Uh, our first show, September fifteenth, uh, back at it. We survived COVID. We're uh, we got a new video uh, for Cold Blue Steel. It's rocking. We're real excited about that right now. So that's the latest. We're going to get on the road and uh, we're going to write songs and record on the road and uh, see what happens. Uh, but there's no pressure, no deadlines, um, you know. But I can't see any reason why we should be able to come up with a new song every month. I mean, why not? Yeah, you know, that's, I mean, you're able to stay in front of your fans, you're able to, to, to write more music, any any new music from Tesla is always a good thing, you know, I, I, I've, I've been a fan of you guys for so long, and I've never heard, you know, a bad album from you guys, or everything is always top notch, like you said, you know, all killer, no filler. That was taught to us by uh, Cliff Bernstein, uh, and Peter Minch, and Tom Zutat three of the most influential managers and A&R guys in the music business. We were so blessed to be working with them. I was 18, 19 years old when they were coming to hear us practice. You know, Cliff Bernstein signed Rush to Mercury Records. They managed ACDC during Back in Black. And they told ACDC the same thing. 
And if you listen to Back in Black, it's a freaking killer album from top to bottom. Pyromania, Def Leppard, they were managing, you know, and Tom Zutat did the Appetite for Destruction, Guns N' Roses, the Shout at the Devil album. I mean, these guys, you know, they had the wisdom of your album has to be great. And so they never let us compromise when we were kids. And uh, I, I'm grateful that I got to work with them and learn that philosophy because that's what I'm trying to pass down to Red Voodoo and these other, and JP Lux and these artists that I'm working with. It has to be in, inspiring for you guys, too, to know that you are continuing to push yourselves, even now, to make you know the, 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 the great music and the best music you can because there are bands out there that have been mailing it in. But you guys always seem to have that pride that say, hey, you know, and it goes back to what you just said. Your early mentors, you know, told you your album's got to kick ass, you know, from song one to song 10 or whatever. Well, you know, it's we're a lot older now and it doesn't come as quickly and easy. I mean, you know, back when we were young, we would crank them out. But, uh, you know, we're doing the best we can. We got a great singer still, our original singer, Jeff Keith. And, uh, you know, when he gets fired up, it's it's really noticeable and it's up to me now to just capture it when he does like he did on cold blue steel he came to my house he was fired up on leonard skinner and i said dude let's do this and so that's the trick you know all right everybody thank you very much frank hannon from tesla check out the new song cold blue steel out everywhere it's a great tune catch him on tour with leonard skinner i'm jay scott this is the hook rocks we'll talk again soon thanks It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 